Have you ever lost your voice? Well, today I'm going to give you some thoughts on how you can get it back. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. There's a condition in every singer's life when the scare sets in. It's an infection called laryngitis. You feel it coming on, the dreaded bug that causes your vocal cords to swell. You lose your voice, and then you get well physically. But when you try to sing, it's like, where'd it go? You can't get it back. Ah, what can you do? Fear not, here is my experience with successfully getting the voice back from laryngitis. And I've had to do it a lot, unfortunately. First, let's talk about some things to do while your larynx is red and inflamed. In other words, still infected. First, go on voice rest, either partial or complete. When you must speak, don't whisper because that'll cause even more dehydration of your vocal cords. Instead, use clear bell-like tones. Better yet, write down what you want to say on a pad. Silence is golden when your throat is infected. Next tip, use a humidifier. If you use a warm one, you can put it right up to your face when you're sleeping or even just when you're in the room. If you use a cold air humidifier, you've got to be careful not to aim it at your face or sleep with the door closed Because think about how your voice would feel if you slept under an open window with the cold night air blowing. Next tip, drink copious amounts of water and watery drinks such as hot herbal teas like sage, ginger and lemon tea, the master tonic for which I have a recipe on my website, lemon honey and cayenne pepper in water, or dilute pineapple juice. For a bad cough, try homemade honey and onion cough syrup. The last time I came down with viral laryngitis with that terrible dry hacking cough, my mother reminded me of this from my childhood. I made it and it worked better to quell the coughing fits than anything else I tried. One caution, don't make it with honey for very young children. It's dangerous for little children. Use sugar instead. Okay, then after the active infection causing the swelling is gone and it doesn't hurt to talk anymore, here's some tips. First, slowly and carefully do some vocal exercises to pump the interstitial fluid out of the tissues. And I have a very exciting bonus for you if you go onto my blog. You can find this bonus by doing a Google search, typing in all things vocal laryngitis scare. Do that search and it should come up first. Look for the sign up box to download free vocal recovery exercises that I've designed to help you get your voice back. You're welcome. Next tip. Some of the exercises that you'll find helpful would be lip trills, bubbles, siren sounds, easy scales. Start in the middle of your range and work outward. Slowly expand, but do not stretch your range where it hurts. As the swelling goes down and your voice starts to come back, 
More vigorous vocalizing and stretching can be used to build back the strength and flexibility of the instrument. Just be careful to avoid overlifting the larynx for high notes, which will be tempting to do while they're still difficult. Next tip. When healing after a bad case of laryngitis, it's very common to become guarded when using the recently wounded voice. Tension invariably and counterproductively builds as the singer tries to protect the chords. This is why it might be a good idea for you to see a trusted vocal coach in person, because you probably don't even realize the tension you could be holding in your neck, in shoulders, or jaw, etc. Of course, if the laryngitis is not from a virus, but from misuse and abuse of your voice, a vocal coach is definitely the right way to go. Next tip, when you first begin vocalizing after the infection's gone, you might find yourself with a feeling of light hoarseness. I call it the helium effect. In my experience, as long as you're not applying too much pressure at your throat, this effect goes away after about three or four days. It's important that this effect not be because you're applying incorrect breath pressure or that you're having your throat channel tight or constricted. Note, this helium effect I'm talking about is not a feeling of throat strain. It's just that you temporarily lose a bit of your low end, and you feel a little bit like you've got a bubble in your voice. That effect should go away quickly and be completely gone, as I say, after three or four days. If it's not, Check your technique. You're doing something wrong or you're pressuring yourself to get your voice back too quickly. Next tip, to help you balance breath support and breath control and to help you open your throat, I recommend wall work. And here I want to give a special thanks to Nashville coach Chris Beatty from whom I first learned the concept of wall work. You stand with your back to the wall, head and heel touching against the wall. Keep your chin flexibly level and put your hands up about chest level so they aren't rib cage anchors. And then sing an easy song. Squeeze your butt for power so it causes your chest to expand. Now, I want you to really listen here. This is very important. If your laryngitis does not go away after a reasonable period of time and of proper vocal exercise, and I'd say two or three weeks. If it hasn't gone away by then, see a doctor. Chronic laryngitis can be a sign of vocal polyps or nodes or hemorrhage or acid reflux or even cancer. Not something to mess around with. Look for a fellowship-trained laryngologist. If at all possible, get to a voice clinic in your area. And don't forget, I have a free download of vocal recovery exercises for you which you can find by simply Googling all things vocal, laryngitis scare. This is Judy Rodman. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please leave me a review where you heard this podcast. That helps me so much. See you next time on All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers. 